Greetings, House Scholars, and welcome to the For House Scholars podcast, a community dedicated to showing current and aspiring healthcare professionals how to, one, quickly and successfully earn their academic degrees, and two, how to start, build, and enjoy profitable careers within the business side of the healthcare industry. I am your host, Dr. Robusal Owi, founder of the For Health Scholars community. I am so excited to be hosting the show because it allows me to serve as your trusted virtual mentor. To learn more about the For Health Scholars community, you can check us out on YouTube at For Health Scholars, or you can visit our website at forhealthscholars.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. And without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. Greetings, House Scholars, and welcome back to the For House Scholars podcast. Today is episode three, and I'm super excited for this episode because it is a rewind to a very popular video on the For House Scholars channel. Today, we're going to talk about how to lend either your first next or dream healthcare administration job. And I think this conversation is so timely for the season that we're in, especially for healthcare professionals who are very much interested in the business side of the healthcare industry. And so today I'm going to talk about how you can acquire a job under the healthcare administration. And sometimes we say management umbrella. But before I jump into the conversation for today, here's a few words from our sponsor. Do note that today's episode is sponsored by my course, which is titled From Healthcare Graduate to Hired. I'm so proud of this course, and I know that this is the course that you need if you are an active job seeker wanting to acquire a job in the healthcare space, particularly a non-clinical healthcare job. In this course, I walk you through my five-step strategy on how to go from active job seeker to hired, as well as I talk about things that people are not necessarily sharing with you on how to acquire a job in a digital era because right now we are in a digital era and many people when you're looking for jobs you're looking for these healthcare jobs online so how do you navigate that process so that it is successful in helping you getting hired also in the course you get a chance to work with me and the other students in the course I review your resume other job hunting documents we work together on creating your personalized job hunting plan because once again the ultimate goal is to get hired so definitely check out the course you can sign up by accessing the link in the description box and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. So as I stated, today's episode is all about how to land your first healthcare job. And I want to answer the biggest question. Are healthcare administration jobs in demand? And my answer to you is yes, these jobs are absolutely in demand. And when I think about some career opportunities under the health administration umbrella. It includes being a healthcare administrator. You can be a program manager. You can even embark on the quality improvement side. So being a specialist in QI, being a performance improvement specialist, you can even go down the risk management route, consultancy, or even engage in organizational training. So there are so many different career options that you can do under the health administration umbrella. But I know for you, like, I know these things probably, but how? How do I get the job? So to further support my yes, uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they state that employment in the health administration sector is expected to grow immensely. So we're seeing by 
They're projecting by 2029, there should be an influx of health administration jobs. And once again, if you are a student who is studying in the health administration degree program, so health management or business administration, or even just an alternative degree, but you're interested in the healthcare field under the administration side, there are going to be job opportunities available. There are current job opportunities available, but I know for many people is how do you find these jobs? That is the first question they have. And the second question is, how do I land the health administration job opportunity? So today I'm going to give you a few tips on how to do just that. So there are four tips, and it's really geared to helping you land your first job in the healthcare administration field. But if this is not your first time working in health administration, you can still apply these tips to get your next job opportunity. Or if you're looking to get promoted or get or pivot in the underneath the healthcare administration umbrella, you can use these tips to help you. Uh, achieve that goal successfully. And step one is to get a degree. And here is a little diagram that I created that shows you the degree path in the health administration sector. Um, so your bachelor's in health administration really prepares you for a job in the field. That is what your bachelor's degree mostly does. Your master's in health administration, it helps advance your healthcare administration or management career. And then if you get a doctorate, that doctorate degree really prepares you to lead healthcare organizations. So if you're wondering, okay, sh do I need to do more schooling? This is a great example of telling you what are the different tiers and how they can assist you in your career as a healthcare administrator. Then step number two is to update your resume and cover letter. This is key. The information that you put on your resume or cover letter is very vital. And so first in the resume side, you want to have a stellar resume. Okay, everybody can create a resume, but what will make your resume stand out? And so on your resume, you want to list your accomplishments and achievements, not necessarily the tasks and duties that we know are basically assigned to jobs with that are similar to what you have worked. So let me give you an example. If you're saying, oh, I answered telephones at the organization that you worked in. Well, for most jobs, maybe it was a clerical job, you were a medical secretary. That is pretty standard that you have to answer the telephone. But the way you can turn what you have done your duties from that former job into accomplishments is talk about the information in numerical terms. If you worked for an organization that had a large call volume, what were some of the amounts of calls that you had taken in a day? So for example, I can tell you something like, um, I managed 250 calls every hour at the healthcare organization that you worked at if you were a medical secretary. But for me as the hiring manager, when I see this information, what it tells me is that, okay, you know how to handle large call volumes. And so that's just significantly more information versus just saying you answer telephones. You do want to make sure that in your resume, you use descriptive language that highlights your accomplishments and the things that you, your duties that you did in your previous job, and also the achievements. One thing I would tell you as a hiring manager, one of the ways that your resume grasps my attention is when I see you talk dollars. Okay? Let me repeat that. One of the key things that used to grab my attention as a former hiring manager in the healthcare administration space is when I see a candidate speaking or describing their skill sets and their achievements 
in dollars. How much money did you bring into the organization? Or how much money did you save the organization by engaging in certain practices? This is very vital because it shows me that you are a candidate who's very cost conscious and um, able to operate in spaces even when they have minimal or maximum monetary resources. So you do want to list your accomplishments and numerical values because that will really grab the attention of the hiring manager and the decision makers to really say, okay, we need to call this candidate in for an interview. And that is the purpose of your resume. Your resume is to be the first step to get you in the door to landing the interview. So you want to make sure that it's a stellar resume. And then also in your resume, you want to include your education. So especially in this field, the healthcare administration field really requires you at this point for you to be an individual who had some at least foundational uh, formal education. That is key. Gone are the days where you may have worked for this organization for 15, 20 years, and so you're using your um, on-site job experience as the sole carrier to why you should be promoted up into a healthcare administration position. In this day and age, the real standard is to have a master's or above, not to say that with a bachelor's degree, you can't land the job, but I'm just giving you the real picture of what hiring managers or the type of people hiring managers are hiring in their organization under a healthcare administration position. But we all have to start from somewhere. So you want to make sure that your resume, once again, it includes your education. And also you want to make sure your resume highlights or discuss your skill sets, your experiences, and your competencies. This is key. Remember, the healthcare industry is a business and we're in the business of serving patients at their greatest point of need. But like any other business, we need people who are efficient. We need people who can produce at high volume and manage the ever-growing demand of the healthcare industry effortlessly. And I'm just being honest with you. We know that to err is human, absolutely. So we're not going to negate from the fact that people do make mistakes as a healthcare worker, but the standard or expectation of a healthcare worker is for you to be an individual who can navigate this high demand, continuous industry or business. So whether you're working on the inpatient side or outpatient side, we need you to be efficient. And so highlighting your competencies, highlighting your skill sets and the former experiences that you have is key to make a stellar resume, to make me as the hiring manager or another hiring manager stop and read your resume. And keep this in mind, the hiring managers, they're getting multiple resumes, especially if they have published this position online. So if they have, if you're finding a position online, trust and believe there are other people who found the position like you and they're applying. And it usually takes a person about six seconds to skim a resume before they determine whether they're going to call you in for an interview or toss it to the side. Right. So in another video, I can specifically go over the layout of resumes and how to develop a stellar resume so that you can get a call back or call into the interview to get the job. But for today, I'm just giving you the basic information that you need to have a stellar resume point blank and period. <laughs> and now if the job description is asking you to um, have a cover letter, you also need to have a callback 
cover letter. And some of the things that I have found that candidates miss when they need to write a cover letter is to include at first their contact information. Like, how are we supposed to contact you? How do we even know who wrote this? This is very important. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to include your address. We're very careful of um, sensitive and protected information, but you can do need to include your telephone number and your email address, and even the city and state in which you reside in, right? So you don't have to put your full address up there, but you do need a way for them to know where you are, <laughs> number one, where, especially if there are jobs that are specifically looking for people to work on site. And I know that right now, because of the pandemic, many people are opting for remote work. Even with remote opportunities, sometimes they can only work with individuals who live in certain regions of the United States. And this really applies to the U.S. Um, if you are an international student and you're looking for job opportunities in your country, please let me know. Drop a comment and I will definitely um, make a video on that because I've traveled um, to many countries, and I've even um, am well versed about the uh, European healthcare system, the Canadian healthcare system, the African healthcare system, and even the healthcare system in the Caribbean. And so I have a wealth of knowledge that can help you if you are an international student looking to embark on a health administration career. So definitely drop me a comment below, and I will ensure to respond to you. All right, so you want to have a callback worthy cover letter, and that also includes to have a quality introductory paragraph. I tell people all the time, and most importantly, my students, to be able to write well is a is essential. It's it's a gift, and if you master that gift, your career trajectory will be up on the up from here on out. It's very important for you to be able to know how to write and to write about your qualities, your qualifications, your skill sets, your competencies, and what you can do for the organization in a clear, concise, and comprehensive manner. I'm going to say the three Cs, clear, concise, and comprehensive manner. It is key. And when I see people who struggle with their writing, I, the best advice I can give to you is to continuously write. It's like a muscle. Like when you work out to exercise your body, that's the same thing you have to do with your writing. You need to write frequently to really get better at it. But it's important that when you're writing something like a cover letter, that it is well written. And there's so many resources out there that you can use. The first one, spell check. The second one, Grammarly. I swear by Grammarly, okay? Grammarly has helped me just as a checker to make sure that the tone of my writing is effective um, and appropriate, making sure that I um, wrote in complete sentences and the list goes on and on. And I'll talk about some extensional apps and um, resources that every health administration student should have. So look out for that video. But for the most part, you need to have a well-written cover letter, especially a quality introductory paragraph, and then discuss your knowledge about the industry, your values, your goals for the industry, okay? Healthcare administration is a leadership position, and there are different tiers of leadership. You have your entry-level leaders, you have your mid-career leaders or mid-level leaders, and then you have your senior and the executive leaders, all right? So the health administration role is a leadership position. Now, how you use that education and which role you land varies, but do note that as a healthcare administrator or a person who has healthcare administration experience, even at the bachelor's level, you are expected to be well-versed about the healthcare industry. That is key. 
Okay, sometimes, and I have been in interviews where they have asked me questions, not only about the organization that I was interviewing with, but also my knowledge about what's happening in the current industry as we speak. Are we abreast of trends? Are we abreast of the challenges that are in the industry? So I always tell my students, and I'm telling you as a viewer, to always be reading and read about the industry. But nonetheless, and back to the um, point at hand, for your cover letter, you want to make sure you discuss your knowledge, values, and goals for the industry. And then lastly, you want to include a call to action. Okay, step number three is to gain experience. And um, I know you may have heard this and you may be like, where do I get this experience from? Well, I'm here to tell you there are many ways to gain experience and these are the common ones that come to my mind. First, to leverage your internships or your externships or your practicum. So if you're in an internship, leverage that or externship or practicum, leverage that opportunity because your internship or this type of voluntary experience that is required for your degree program will really allow you to connect and share your abilities within the organization that you're interning with. And trust and believe that those individuals that you are working under, so the supervisors, the higher managers, they're looking at your potential and should they have a job opportunity that you are well qualified for and you have cultivated a solid relationship and you have shown good work ethic, okay? That is key, show good work ethic. Then um, nine out of 10 times, they will consider you for a paid position. So do leverage your intern or externship, or even practicum. Then the next way you can gain experience is to engage or start entry-level positions. This is one of the best ways to gain experience. Even if you have, uh, or I will say, even if you're a seasoned professional from another industry or you worked in a different section of the healthcare industry, and now you want to go into management, administration, Working an entry-level position, if afforded to you, can help you gain the experience that you need. A person who's working an entry-level position is actually, well, better off than a person who doesn't have any type of uh, experience working in the field. And then I will tell you to volunteer when possible and when applicable. Now, let me just get real with you. I understand that, you know, and these are times where people are really like, I need a job. I need to support myself. I need to support my family. I need to pay my bills. I need to live my best life. I definitely understand that. But sometimes when you have the bigger goal is to enter the industry because times are changing. How we used to get hired, how people used to land job opportunities have significantly shifted after the pandemic. So you do want to leverage your uh, volunteer experiences to do this specifically. Establish a rapport with hiring managers and decision makers. That is how you should be leveraging your volunteer experience. Notice I didn't say leverage your volunteer experiences to just meet patients. No, if that's your goal, kudos to you. But the if you're strategic and you want to land your first job or your next job in the health administration field, you definitely want to volunteer and you definitely want to establish a great rapport with your hiring managers or decision makers because they're always looking. There's um, As much as the healthcare industry is in demand, there's also a very high turnover rate. And as many people start the job, there are people leaving going to new organizations or just leaving the industry in general. 
So there's always opportunities for you to come in and fill a space, but you have to be able to leverage key relationships. This is the healthcare industry is a human to human business. Cultivate relationships. That is key. Okay. Then the fourth tip is to build industry influence and to network, network, network. So the step four is a two-step process. And I will tell you, this is a step that many people do not talk about, but it's actually should be the number one step that you do. Once again, the health administration position or a field is about leadership. It is about management. It's about administering, cultivating relationships, providing solutions, being a problem solver. And when you build industry influence, guess what? That allows you to show your expertise, your competencies, you how you are a dynamic individual in this field. And it allows you to connect with people. Hence the second part of it, networking, networking, networking. When you know the right type of people, because I'm not saying you have to be meeting every and anybody, you have to be strategic in this process. And step four is about strategy, strategy and building your industry influence, showing the competencies, the skill sets and your ability as a leader, your ability to see a problem and solve it, your ability to provide thought leadership. These are key things. And these are things that you need to include on your resume. I Something I forgot to mention in the resume part, which is um, step number two, is to include essential keywords in your resume. Language that we use in the healthcare industry. We know that in healthcare, we have our own language. We have our own way of conversing with other professionals, aka medical terminology. So for many bachelor students, you may have to take medical terminology as one of your degree requirements. You need to speak the language and you need to show that you are an expert in this field. This is how you get hired quickly. Yes, you can go the traditional route. You can apply for job opportunities. But one thing that you are battling when you're applying online is what we call our applicant tracking system, the ATS. And let me tell you, the ATS is set up to screen out as many people as it can and only get in the right type of people. So these applicant tracking systems, there are no joke. But if you know there's a strategy, everything is about strategy here. If you know how to sell yourself, if you know how to include essential keywords on your resume, meeting people, that allows you to bypass that ATS and get hired because you have cultivated relationships and you have established influence in the industry. You have shown that you are a knowledgeable person. So if I'm a hiring manager and I'm looking for a potential candidate and I have met you, establish a relationship with me. And this is ongoing. This is it's not just, oh, you sent them an email introducing yourself. We never heard from you again. But you're actively showing up in that person's uh, vision. Let me just say that. You're all actively showing up in a strategic way. They're going to think about you when they have an opportunity that they feel that you may be a good fit for. I have so many people, including myself, who've been hired, not through an ATS. I think there's only one job that I ever applied for online and got a call back from because I applied online. Every other job that I have received in my career has been through cultivating healthy relationships. Of course, network, network, network. I know the pandemic may have changed the landscape of how to network, but you definitely want to network. And then I have a bonus tip for you. And the bonus tip to help you land your first job 
in health administration is to connect with recruiters and recruitment agencies. But it goes back to my point of networking. See, recruiters, they are like a great middle person between you and the hiring manager. And although it's important to note, recruiters work for the organization. The recruiter does not work for you as the candidate. They work for the organization is because the organization is the one that's paying them. However, by having or connecting with a recruiter, if you have a stellar resume, if you have been able to prove your knowledge and your skill sets, they're going to quickly call on you to fill a position. And when the recruiter has found enough good candidates, guess what? Cha-ching, 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 they're getting paid. And um, from my experience of staffing and being in the staffing and recruitment business, Oftentimes, not only do they recruit you, but they have to ensure that you stay at that organization for a period of time, usually for a year before they get their full payment. You want to make sure that you are well qualified because when the recruiter uses you and places you in a position, they are depending on you to exhibit great skill sets and to stay so they can get the rest of their money. So that's just a little insider secret with this bonus tip. But for you as a candidate, it's beneficial because you know that you have the tools, the resources, the knowledge, and the ability to work in this position. You will be a great candidate that a recruiter wouldn't mind placing you in different job opportunities. So you definitely want to make sure that you are well packaged. And so to recap my five tips, you want to make sure you get a degree because formal education is what is really needed in the health administration field. The second, update your resume and cover letter. Third, gain experience through the different ways that I've shared with you. And there, of course, that is not an exhaustive list, but those are just the top three that came to my mind. And then the fourth tip, build industry influence and network. And then the last tip is to connect with recruiters. It's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode on the Fahel Scholars podcast. I hope that the information that was shared in today's episode you find beneficial. Make sure you like this episode and subscribe to our podcast platform. By doing so, this gets the word out to other scholars just like yourself to notify them about our digital existence on Apple Podcasts and all of the other podcast platforms. And lastly, before you go, I just want to say a big thank you once again by providing you a free gift in the description box and so I do have a freebie there that further expounds on today's conversation and so head over to the description box and check it out if you find that this is something that you need definitely go ahead and sign up and then hit submit and the freebie will be on its way to your inbox but once again thank you for tuning in and until the next episode bye for now